What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Virtuous Diva and Company, and it is, what time is it? 7.42 p.m. Thursday, January 23rd, 2020. We in 2020, y'all. Y'all cannot, I can't believe it, but we are. But anyways, I'm here in Harlem, New York with a beautiful, wonderful, amazing, just her spirit, just her spirit speaks. If you ever in her presence, you already know. It's just her, her glow, her spirit, and everything about her is just amazing. Um, she, I met her, and I was just like, okay, I gotta know who this lady is. I gotta know what this, who this person is, and you know, so forth. And none other, we have Miss. You know, because I jacked up people's names, so I would prefer people say their own name on the show because I, for one, am not going to be be like, she jacked up her name. <laughs> Miss Helen. Helen. Helen Sanusi. Helen Sanusi. She is a life coach. Mm -hmm. She is a, um, she's an empowered woman. She is independent. She's soft and courageous and um, just a wonderful being from what I've known thus far. Well, today we're gonna, we're gonna step into who she is, what she's doing in her life, how things are going, how does she see things and different perspectives when we talk about relationships, we'll get there. Awesome. Um, welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. Ah! Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. boom. I am so happy to have you here. I am happy to be here. I know, I know. Thank you for the second time. Um, yeah, the second time we didn't get any material. But anyways, Miss Alain. Yes. Please just just tell people who you are. Who 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 who, who am who I? Who are you? Well, Let's see. Let's start with what I do, right? So, uh, no, no. Who, who is a Len? Who is a Len? Well, listen. I am a woman living in New York, mm -hmm. enjoying what I like to call my divine odyssey in this busy city of ours. Okay. Um, I I love people. Mm. You know, I love uh, the opportunities and culture that I. That we get to experience here in New York. Um, my God, what else can I say about myself? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that sums it up. That sums it up. Just tell yeah. people who you are and yeah. where are you from, by the way. I'm from Guinea, Guinea, Guinea. West Africa. Yeah, down at the bottom or the top or it's like the it's. I always say it's the country that's shaped like the continent on the okay. west coast of Africa. Okay. Right, surrounding Ivory Coast, Senegal, mm -hmm. yeah, very Liberia. Nice. Mm -hmm. Is that on the uh, waterfront? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's coastal. Okay, okay. Yeah. Growing up in Guinea, tell me how that was. I mean, you know, we here in America only experience certain things, but mm -hmm. when you're in another country that has nothing to do from where you're from, mm -hmm. some people don't know what that's like. Yeah. How was it growing up there as a young girl? I, so let's say I'm a child of the 80s. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was magical. Um, I remember, you know, every day after school, 
whether it's preschool, kindergarten, being taken to, to the water. Mm -hmm. That was like our ritual. Right. You know, my mom got me these uh, bathing suits like that had every day of the week on it. So we would go to the water, play for a little mm -hmm. bit, come mm -hmm. back home. Um, I don't know. I had a quite a beautiful childhood. My, my dad was a college professor. My okay. mom was a gynecologist who was delivering babies. Wow. Yeah. And... Um, you know, was surrounded with a lot of family. That's we always good. had a lot of people around us. Right. Um, just like a lot of like family, food, music. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember just a lot of like joyful times when I was a kid. Oh, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. So, with growing up, are you the only child? Are you the, not no? The I'm. Uh, I'm one of uh, four. Oldest, youngest. I baby. am in the middle. Wow. Middle child, first girl though. Yeah. Okay, so it's how many girls? Two. two girls. So me and uh, and my younger sister, and then I have two brothers, an older and a younger brother. How was like growing up with 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 siblings? Like, cause that's that's you know, cause I'm always the boss, you yeah. know, cause I'm the I'm the oldest. Uh huh. So, and you can know you can have your sibling rivalry and you know different things of the sort. How did you fit in with your siblings? It being in the middle. Yeah. Um. I think you know we all knew our place. Um, but I don't know, there was not, I don't know if there was much sibling rivalry while we were growing up, especially right. with our parents. It probably started to like, I probably experienced that more when we were starting to be like young adults. Right. You know, like finding our place in the world. Um, otherwise, uh, I think it was fun, you know? Okay. We always had, you know, there's always a playmate. Right. Um, I did come from a very close-knit family, okay. so, and we also, like, I left Guinea when I was nine. To, to come to America. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, I was nine when we came to America. Oh. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, it was you know it's like you've got friends, you've got right. other, you've got people that are going through the same experience with you. Right. New experiences because I didn't speak English when I when I first came to America. Really? I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so a whole new experience. A whole new yeah, a whole new world, a whole new world. Oh coming goodness! To How long? About how long was that transition having to learn how to, do you remember? Yeah, of course, yeah. That's like the story of my life, yeah. It was, you mean the transition of learning English? Yes. Three months. At the Three moment. months, yeah. Yeah, because you were still young, so mm -hmm. you kind of absorbed everything and noticed everything. Okay, wow. Yeah, and uh, my, like, my, I remember I came with my two brothers and my dad at first. My mom and my sister came months later, and my dad just, like, you know, okay. Eve before school started was like, all right, kids, go to bed early. You're going to school. Right. You know, and I'm like, where are we going to school? It's like, oh, there's a great school right up the block. That's where you're going to go. Um, wow. And we were like, we grew up in a beautiful neighborhood um, right. by the Hudson Riverdale. Okay. Okay. You know, so it was quaint. It was, you know, it was, it was nice. Okay. Okay. Nice. So as a young girl mm -hmm. you being in the family being very close-knit and having that security around you how did you see yourself like did you know what you wanted to do early on or did that just come yeah no i didn't know when i was a kid i was i knew i was a dreamer okay you know i was the kind of kid that like if all the kids were playing i like i sort of sat and observed okay you know um 
and it's interesting i remember like sort of creating these different scenarios and stories in 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 my head like oh, wow. um very imaginative okay you know like everything that i saw on tv i would imagine like this is actually happening yeah this is this is real this is you real know deal. this is real deal. like tom and jerry i would yeah. look in the corner of my house maybe there's like tom and jerry's around like is that real right you know <laughs> hey I still like the Smurfs. I don't know about it. Oh, about, that was my favorite are, cartoon, the Smurfs. Those yeah. are my homies. Yeah. Those are my homies. That's all I can say. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the Smurfs were my favorite. But yeah, I was. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I just sort of enjoyed, you know, my parents, I think, let us enjoy our childhood. Right. Yeah. And okay. the different experiences that we had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. You, you know, you talk about having an older sister or, yeah. Young, uh, older brother. Older brother yeah, and yeah. younger sister. Mm -hmm. And going to school and, you know, having to be here in America. That transition between that time based on learning how to, what's the word? How do I want to put this? How did you gravitate towards other people? Like, when it came to building relationships, because that can be hard. Mm, mm. Well, I don't know that it was hard. It was, I remember when I first started. Some. Yeah, when I started school, I was a bit um, nervous because I didn't speak the language. Like, my right. dad sent us to school with a French-English okay. dictionary. And okay. so I remember, like, if, you know, if I wanted to communicate something, I would look in that dictionary to right. see if I can point. Um, and there was a girl I remember who was like same skin tone, same height as right. me. She sat next to me in, in class and I think she was Haitian. So she, she understood a little French. Okay. Um, and so when I would say things to her in French, she would actually understand and right. tell the teacher. Um, oh, wow. and then, yeah. And then when I, when they put me in like ESL, okay. I started to, to catch up. Okay. That yeah, with the English language. Yeah, wow. it was great. It was actually great. Yeah, because the kids were nice back then. Oh, look, <laughs> the kids were nice. Not back these then. damn kids, girl. These kids will run you over, and you'll be sitting there looking like I, I didn't do anything. But these kids are ruthless. Yeah, they are. They're nice. Yeah. That's hard. That's even. That's a hard pill to swallow to know the children were nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you got a law that says no bullying. Who go figure? Right. Yeah. So. Now you guys are in New York and you got a chance, you, you're, you're somewhat away from where you're from mm -hmm. and then you're here. Mm -hmm. um, those family values and things that you learn in Guinea, did you guys make that a very big part of your, um, your family? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. In what way? My, um, so my dad was uh, an ambassador uh, at the UN. Okay. So, and he is like a fierce, he's just a really like a patriot for his country, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I remember as a kid, it was very clear, like, we're in America, okay. but this house is still Guinea. Yes. You know, so oh, wow. those, those, yeah, African values all the way. That's sort of, that's how I, how I grew up. Okay. You know, so it was never, I never missed that. Okay. You so know? It was, it, it was woven in. in yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, at home, we were back in Guinea. Okay. Like, don't, <laughs> that's don't, how. Don't, don't, don't let the spoon taste for you. We still, hey. We, it's still our tribe. Exactly. Over. This is our family. This is what we do. Exactly. Yeah. My parents were really um, 
I mean, it's one of the things I really cherish about my my childhood, and okay. I feel you know even at this age, I still very I feel very connected to mm. my home country because my parents just instill that in us. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. That's that, and that's really hard to see nowadays. It can be hard to see that because some people don't know where they come mm -hmm. from. They don't know what those values include, and they don't know what it what what it really takes, and that can kind of somewhat fall make it fall by that wayside. Yeah, because you don't know. Yeah. There's something about you, you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think um, because my parents were, like, they were born when when Guinea was colonized, mm -hmm. right? Like, my dad was 1944, my mom 1915, Guinea got its independence in 1965 from okay. the French. Um, they really held on to their values, you wow. know? Um, and they were part of the movement that, okay. that, you know, got the French out of our of our country, so... It was just in their blood, you know? Ooh. It was in their blood, yeah. Very proud, wow. very proud of Africans. Mm -hmm. That's that's soothing to hear, mm -hmm. that's soothing to hear. So with you transitioning and you know, your family being, like I said, so close niche, you're making your way on up, you're, you're moving in through life and you're, 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 you're a young woman now. Mm -hmm. You're in college and you're, you're doing you. Did you know in college what, what, what did you study, by the way? Uh, I was an undergrad, I was like undecided, I think, for my first year, if okay. I remember correctly. And then I studied um, marketing. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. right away. Yeah, I knew, well, I'll tell you this. When I was applying for colleges, I wanted to study psychology. You know, dream. yeah, I was like psychology <laughs> and my dad was like, honey, you know, by the time you're done listening to all these people's problems, you'll be crazy. He goes, why don't you try something a bit universal, like like business or, you know, and I was just like, okay. I went in with like a business mindset, but when I was in school, just marketing sounded interesting. So I went with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How was, when you came out of school and you started working for the companies that you were working for, because you worked for some great companies, mm -hmm. how was that? How was that? Ah, uh, well, it was, how do I say? It was, it, it sort of happened by default. Okay. So I was one of these, um, I knew, like, when I was in school, you know how you're in school and there are different um, opportunities that come up with this, like, career day okay. and people want to... Um, want you to take internships even right. I think I, I was like offered internships in the even my first my first year of my freshman year okay you know so I'd call home and be like dad there's an opportunity to work and my dad was like no 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 I don't want you to work I just want you to focus on school wow. um, unfortunately in my second year of college mm -hmm. my dad got sick and passed away mm -hmm. yeah and so Again, I knew when I was, like, I went home to deal with all of that. And when I came back, I I, I really got serious. Yeah. You know, that's when the switch was like, okay, dad's not here anymore. You got to get real with life. Wow. You know, and um, first thing I did was I I started working on my, I, my university. Okay. Right, because I was an international student at the time. And so uh, I worked as a secretary in the okay. international student office. Um, and funny enough, it, that's sort of like the role that I had in, in life, you know. I, I hit a roadblock at one point when it came to continuing to pay for school. Right. Because um, I went to Pace University here in the city. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so I took, I had like a gap year. So I took that to sort of figure myself out, okay. see how else I could make money. And I started to work in, I think my first job was like a file clerk in a doctor's office. Okay. 
one thing I knew is I, I liked people mm -hmm. at the time. I was like, oh, I, I like meeting these new faces and people. And right. I was always like very like, if you if I was filing, that's what I was doing all right. day. You know, and um, yeah. And then I remember my doctor needed some help in like getting all the blood out to the laboratories. Okay. I was like, hey, you know, do you want to help with, you know, sending these samples out to, you know, specimens out to the laboratories? And I was like, uh, okay, they taught me. I picked it up pretty quickly. Okay. Um, and from there, like when I knew I wasn't going to go down the medical route, I was like, okay, I need to be somewhere where I still get to meet people. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like, when you're working in a doctor's office, like I had to take EKGs and blood pressures. And so, you know, you're seeing people with their shirts off and all, yeah. all these body orders. That's that type I, of me. Yeah. So I knew that was not for me, you know, um, although my mom was a doctor, I was like, no, this is not for me, but I want, I love people and I want to meet people. Right. So I went into hospitality. Okay. And, uh, so the transitions I feel were actually very natural. Okay. Um, cause they were all based around like, I want to be around people, right? You know the things that I like to do. Right. I want to. I want to be able to talk to them. I want to like. I like the interest in, you know, people oh, coming from different the backgrounds. Connections. The connections. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think at the time I wasn't even thinking connection. I just thought like I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk. I just want to get to know people. You know, and um, yeah. Before you knew it, like the restaurant I worked for. Um, which happened to be actually a high-end restaurant where a very well-known restaurateur, I didn't know that right. at the time because it was literally like a fluke. I Time Out Magazine, right. first restaurant on the list. I was like, I'm going to call them, get a job there, and I got the job. A um, couple of months later, he needed support in his office and uh, asked me to help him uh, by like doing some assistant work, and I did that for two weeks, and then he gave me the job. Okay. So that, so being an executive assistant sort of paved my way through like all these different industries that I went in. Um, okay. Although that first restaurant, I was with them for about eight or nine years, wow. so it was a great training ground. Like the restaurant industry, it's a great place to to know how to deal and, with people. And you better believe it. Yeah. Because you're different. Woof. Yeah. That's a whole new ball game. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, so it's like I'm dealing with whether it's like the busboys, the waiters, the chefs, now the VIPs who could right. be actresses or you know old money from Central yeah. Park South or um, politicians. Yes. Really, like all these different you know like specimens of people will walk in there, and I was just like so amazed by like just like by being with them, right. you know, and and dealing with you know, the different things they brought you, whether it's right. attitude or their pleasantries yes. or, you know, or weird situations and just how, how I've managed and navigated through all of that. Wow. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then after sort of knowing my way through all the positions in, in the restaurant biz, I, I, uh, I went into fashion. Really? Yeah. Uh, Oscar De La Vin no. no, I actually started out at Donna Karen. You sure do. Yeah, I started that at Donna Karen. Yeah, I started at Donna Karen. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that was just an amazing experience. Really? Yeah, because I had a really amazing boss. Like, really? till this day, she is still, like, top there as far as, like, mentor, okay. person I want to be like, you know? Yeah, and I was there for six years. Um, okay. And, and then I moved on to Oscar de la Renta. Oh. 
Okay. Um, and the Gap, and, okay. and you know these other companies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is where I. This is where the podcast winds. Mm-hmm. Wind, this is where we take our windy road and we just wind <laughs> it on and wind. So with you working with all these companies and doing all these wonderful things and having such an amazing platform to mm-hmm. work on, mm-hmm. why life coaching? Where did that come from? Right? Where the Jesus did that come from? So when I was at Don and Karen, I think my second year there, um, you know, I I sort of noticed I was hitting this plateau where the excitement was starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I was getting into the routine. I knew the job so well that yeah. um, I was like, oh, I want to grow. I want to be challenged. Mm-hmm. And my boss also offered that opportunity up to me. Like, let me know what you want to do and I'll place you anywhere right. in the company. You know, that was our deal. It was like two years with me and then I can place you anywhere in the company. And I was like, okay, I really like my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure yet where I want to go. Right. Um, and so I looked up self-development, you know, and uh, I took my first self-development course okay. and I fell in love with it um, very quickly. I literally, like, there was a whole curriculum. I just sort of, like, went through it. Right. And there was a certain part of it where, like, the third module um, allowed us to have a coach. Mm. And... Uh, I still remember this man. His name is was Richard. I don't even know where he is in the world right now, but um, Richard was coaching maybe about five or six of us, mm-hmm. and you know for a half an hour every week, and then we would we would have like these long weekends, and uh, yeah, and anytime I was dealing with something, I could call him. Right. And at the end of it was like a three month program. At the end of that program. I find out that one Richard was not getting paid for this. He was wow. giving his time for free and he had made such a profound difference in my life. I was like, this is what I want to do what he does. You know, I want to wow. do what he does. Like he he doesn't get paid and he put up with me for 3 months and <laughs> her and him. I want to do this and he was actually he was one of the first managers of uh, like the Apple store managing like 300 employees wow. and coaching us so I just found that that sort of generosity um like the in love for people I was like I want to do this I don't know how I'm going to get paid but I definitely want to do this and so that's how I went into into coaching and it also you know it was sort of a natural progression too from being an executive assistant because as an as an you know an assistant you're supporting people you're helping people um and you know, in my role, I was I was supporting C level, you know, C suite executives, right. um, and so I, I love being with leaders. I love being mm. with the people who call the shots and learning how their mind works. Yeah, learning how their mind works. What like even when they're running their teams, like my office used to be when I was at Donna Karen, my office used to be next to the boardroom, so I would always listen in on how those meetings would go. And right. I, I just I admired um, both my boss and the CEO of the company at the time. They were like passionate, integrous people, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, and they cared about people. I mean, you know, yeah. So oh, I, amazing. I, I was like, I wanna, 
I want to know how to work with people like this. Right. You know, and up level like the assistant game. How can I up level this? Right. You know, and so coaching it was like a natural fit for me. Mm. And you know, it's so funny because sometimes when you're in a corporate world, people like to bring you all their problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even all of them. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm at work, I'm like, I want to say, um, I didn't ask you for none of this information. Why are you telling me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you telling me? Bye. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to hear you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like you're sitting in a place and you got to listen. You got to be like, take it all in. Like, no, I don't want anymore. Mm-hmm. But life coaching. Mm-hmm. You went from corporate to life coaching. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Ah, uh, well. <laughs> she said, well, like she was in church. You know? Well, listen, I'll tell you this. I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life, mm-hmm. right? And um, I had now been sort of training and, and, you know, like developing myself for eight years Right. You know, and it was always like, you know, it's so it's funny because when the other, with the people that you work with start to ask you, is this what you do? Right. And I'm like, no, I like I actually have another job. Right. You know, and my last role in corporate was an office manager for a Canadian right. retail company. And um, I really got to use my skill set in, in that particular office. Um, yeah, it was just it was just time, you know, right. it was just time. And. A lot of what I was experiencing were almost, I'd say, even personal roadblocks for myself. Like okay. my spirit wanted more. Yeah. You know, it's like it wasn't. It wasn't the same sort of roadblocks like when I was at Donna Karen and I hit the two-year mark and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want more responsibility. Right. Um, it was more of a. It's time to like. It's time to expand. Like right. now, you're playing a small game. You kind of know this. It's time now to do what it is that you really want to do. Mm. Um, yeah, and so Preaching. yeah, Preaching now. Now, yeah. I'm talking to me. <laughs> so when you knew that you wanted to be a life coach, mm-hmm. and you knew that there was no change in your mind going forward. Did you set up, how did you set up business right away? How did that, you know, how did you go? Gradually. Gradually. Gradually, yeah. Um, There was a period of time, maybe three, well, actually, I can't even say it was three years ago. Um, There was an intensive leadership program that I was in. It was a seven and a half month program. And um, where we're like, you know, we were, it was me and probably 400 other individuals okay. from like the northern you know region of the United okay. States um, that were being trained and developed really to be leaders mm-hmm. and um, I started to sort of experiment you know uh, I always go back to well what do I really enjoy doing mm-hmm. and I said well I want to I want to empower women you know so you know I'm looking at my life and I'm just like you know it'd really be great to have like a sisterhood of women like a group of women where you know, it's great getting together for brunch, but what if we got together and like got together for brunch and dealt with our life? Oh, yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to bless this dress. I'm trying to raise my hand because yes. <laughs> you know, and so I remember I was still at Donna Karen, by the way, when this idea came about. And um, and I was noticing, like you said, people were coming to my office and they'd always talk to me about some problem that they were dealing with. Um, I was always interested about like what else was happening in their lives. Right. So there's like, we can talk about the spreadsheets and what's happening in the office. I was always interested in the person. Right. And but we never had quite enough time to talk, right? Because right. we're at work and right. we're on the clock, and we got to be working. Okay. And so <laughs> I, I, I remember I just said to a couple of people in the office, "Why don't we just get together for brunch?" Yeah. You know. And so, like two weeks later, I set up this date. I invited a bunch of friends. It was like women I admired, and fourteen women showed up. You know, and wow. and literally, it took two weeks. And, you know, 14 women showed up, and when I knew 14 were coming, I was like, hmm, I can really do something here, mm, you know? That's a good number. Yeah, and so I just sort of, in my head, just created, you know, what, how that was going to happen. Okay. You know, like, we were actually going to talk about something interesting, okay. you know? And, um, yeah, when, when we had our first meeting, everybody was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that this is what was happening. I didn't know either, by the way. <laughs> smooth you know and I said hey why don't we do it next month and so I started that way and I I ran this group for for two years right. and you know I, I like retained the membership to about like 14 to 12 women um, and you know some new people would come in and so that's that's how I started okay. and at the time I wasn't getting paid but I would see the results that you know my friends were having in their life and so wow. that's when I said wow I've got something here you know let me create a curriculum around this okay you know and that's then yeah yeah amazing yeah. so along with life coaching and mm -hmm. dealing with women and their all of our stuff mm -hmm. we're gonna call it we're gonna say just stuff because we don't I, I'm a woman myself I hope that I am and <laughs> We can go through a number of things mm -hmm. that particularly can take us very much off our journey or take us off our game mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. You know, being a life coach and, you know, how do how 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 should you maneuver? I'm a, we're gonna take another curve here. Mm. Um how should you maneuver in something like this? Because like I said, we we deal with so much. We deal with a lot of things. We do. So a person that is is I guess I want to say is dealing with letting go or dealing with emotional structure and things like that. As a life coach, what are what are some things that person wants to do to kind of help better themselves? Mm. Well, um, it's a great question. It's it all starts with identifying what like you really want you know what you want to work on right so if you mention like somebody's dealing with um letting go and emotional issues like you know starting to really have those conversations right um i i don't think there's any right way of going about it right um and then there's also you know for me particularly when I'm dealing with a client, it's also their willingness to just really open up and share. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, um, you know, and women were so multifaceted 
um, yeah, there's really no one way. I always ask the person, like, what is the, what are they looking to get out of right. the conversation? Mm. You know, what is the intention behind a conversation? Right. Because, like, we can complain, of right? Course. We can we can bitch and moan about stuff. Right. Or do you want to, do you actually want to overcome and, and have a result mm. That's in, good. in what you're dealing with? And so I like to focus on the results. Right. Yeah. Like, we're going to get this done. Yeah. We're going to do it. Don't keep talking about it. Oh, yeah. No. No, no, no. we got to fix this. Yeah. The moment it starts, it's like, I have all this space in the world to listen. And then it's like, great, what do you want to do about that? Yeah. You know? At the end of the day. Yeah. Like now. What do you want to do about that? I five you on that one because I actually <laughs> like that. That was, ooh. Yeah. And because it's funny because I deal with a lot of issues with women, especially when it comes to being on the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some days I just want to take my eyeballs out and I want to just throw them across the, the way. Dealing with certain relationships and whether it's work-related, church, you know, in your community, different things of that sort. How do you better go about building better relationships in in general? Because sometimes some, some people can be really tough. And you know you got to deal with these people on a long-term basis, short-term mm-hmm. basis, regardless, you got to deal with them. Mm-hmm. How do we go about building better relationships, like, with self? Mm-hmm. With self? Mm. I'm glad that you asked that. Um, because, yeah, building a relationship really starts with yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even before we go on to, you know, how, like, others perceive us, it's really, it starts with us. Right. And relationships are a great, like, training ground. You know, okay. to get to know ourselves and hence get to know other people. Mm. Um, I always, again, go back to, like, what is the outcome that you want to have and who do you want to be mm. in the world, right? Like, if it's a friendship, what kind of friend do you want to be? Right. You know, if it's a colleague, like, how do you want to experience yourself in the office? You know, like, right. what? not just your title, your role, but who do you want to be out in the world? Mm. You know? That's good. And start, like, start from there, you know? Because sometimes it can be a power struggle. Mm-hmm. We can struggle with certain things here and there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people are here, we're here, we're here. You know, they they put themselves on these scales, I want to say. Mm. And, you know, they don't realize, you know, we're all here to do a job. You mm-hmm. know, but we have to get along somewhere within this area for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So... Life coaching, have you ever come across an issue mm. that seems very difficult when it comes to dealing with other people? Mm. How did you manage or what? Could you tell us some briefly something? Sure, sure, yeah. Well, I can tell you, like, my last corporate job, for example, um, that was... That was quite an eye-opener for myself, um, and it was a growth for me, right? Right. And one of the things I had to identify were what my core values were as an individual. Mm. Like when I was dealing with people, what were my core values? Mm-hmm. You know, because oftentimes a lot of things that I would notice in the office, um, or not just that particular office, but it would be sort of a... Um, you know, I like this person, right. so I'm going to behave this way with that person. And maybe right. I don't like this person, so I'm going to behave that way with that person. Right. 
Um, and for me specifically, uh, you know, one of my core values is like authenticity, mm. right? It's authenticity. And I literally, when I knew it was time to go, and I shared this with my, my HR, and I said, I cannot work under a leader I don't trust. And, and I gave like clear examples, right, to them. And, and I remember to that then supervisor, I told him, I was just like, well, we were here, we had one conversation. And then, you know, when we were the next day, there were other people in the conversation, and you denied that conversation. So you lied basically. Mm. And I can't work under someone who lies. And this is the thing. As ha as I see it, right, especially in a supervisor role, mm -hmm. you have a lot of say so in how that person's whether it's their future in the company mm -hmm. or their experience in the company will go. And um for as much as it was a great training ground, like for myself and right. in, in really like developing myself as a coach, because that's really how I came in there as well. And um, I really saw that, okay, this might not be a situation I can transform right. because I am noticing this individual like playing this game. Right. And instead of, you know, now, what normal people would do is probably either quit, you know, walk away, complain, sit down and put their heads down and do the work. That's when I knew, no, this is actually not part of my core value. So I can't even like mess right. with it anymore. Right. Right. So I got out. Right. You know, and I was also straight about it, uh, you know, because oftentimes when we quit jobs, we might, you know, give a little nice letter that says, oh, I found another opportunity. I was like, no, I'm going to be straight and say, you know, why I'm leaving. You know, and so that was, yeah, that was uh, a new experience for me. Wow. Yeah, and, um, you know, one of the things, even as a coach, is I also have a coach. Right. Right? Um, and I always advise people, if you're ever going to work with a coach, make sure your coach also has a coach. Right. Um, because it allows you to remain in integrity with what with anything that you're dealing with um, because you really learn how to like communicate with people, the mechanism of how the brain works. Like for me, for example, I start to notice the patterns, you know, people's patterns. Right. Um, and yeah, and you know, I called all the forces to support me with this one situation. Wow. And then at the end of the day, I said, no, this actually just violates my core value. So Man. I can't, you know, be with me. this organization it's anymore. Not it's not for me. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. So I, I, I do, I've realized that a lot of individuals are not clear of even what their core values are as an individual. And what do you mean? Like, well, like, what do you value? You know, for some people, it's family, relationship, mm -hmm. authenticity, right? Community, right. Um, kindness, right? Operating with love, uh, fun. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important for people to identify those things that are important to them. It's like when you when you choose to work for a company. Um, what attracts you to working with that company? Mm -hmm. Does their mission statement match? What they your, mi your mission statement. Right, yeah. 
Or is, is it compatible? just about the money? Yeah. Are you compatible? Right. Yeah. And, and it, if it is about the money, you won't be happy there. It's just, it's, it's not sustainable right. and it's short term. Right. If it's just about the money. Yeah. Because then the moment, yeah, the moment you have these sort of conflicts, you're, you're, you know, you get upset. Right. It's almost like a relationship. It is a relationship. Idiot. It is a relationship. It yeah. Is a, it's a true, it, it is a work relationship. Yeah. That, wow. You know, and it's funny that when we talk about work relationship, you know, I try to be the bright and funny one sometimes, but mm-hmm. that don't always work out because some people are so serious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to certain work relationships, I always, you know, I speak my mind. I try to be very open and, you know, and mean what I say and say what I mean. And it's funny how some people just tend to ignore that. I'm just like, well, did you not hear what I said? Mm. <laughs> not doing that you know and sometimes you know people think because i'm from the south they take your kindness for weakness and they mm-hmm. just figure oh okay well that's her job and i'm just like oh you're about to get cussed out i don't know i have a hard time i think in certain work relationship i had a hard time dealing with my emotions mm-hmm. it was such a hard battle to not take everything personal serious mm-hmm. did, did it was like that's sometimes it can be very, very hard depending on where you are in your life, mm-hmm. whether you're in transition or whether you're, you know, having to go through certain things, whether you're, you know, things are going on in your personal life. And I would, and I didn't realize how I was taking every little thing so per- it was eating me up, it was mm-hmm. making me tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you say? What if, to a person that's dealing with that? I, I've definitely grown from it. Thank you, Jesus. Because now I just be sitting there like, I know damn well she didn't say what I thought she said. And I I can't say nothing. I'm just going to leave it alone. It ain't for me. How do you, as a, as a person who's coaching someone in an area like that, dealing with emotions, mm-hmm. not just at work, but just in general, how do, how do you help someone tackle that issue? Mm. Yeah. Um, so... I'm going to say something that could be a bit radical, right? In in ain't terms of emotions. Anybody in here but me. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else listening. True. So this is what I always go by when it comes to emotions. Emotions are not a real test of reality, mm. right? Emotions are happening internally with the individual that is experiencing them. Right. And I find that um, emotions are pointing towards something, Mm -hmm. like, within you. So what is that emotion saying? Wow. Like, what is it actually communicating? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, when you... And this is, like, to look even deeper. When you remove all the outside, like, circumstances or people... And you can really be with your emotion. What is it saying? Right. Right? Is it, I'm annoyed. I don't like this person talking to me that way. Or I don't like it when people talk to me that way. Or I feel like. um, And and I'm using like, you know, some of even like things I went through, you know. um, Like they make me feel stupid when they talk to me this way. Um, But if you keep on digging, you'll notice that one, it's a trigger. 
and it's a trigger that is formed from your past mm. past experiences that actually have nothing to do especially when you're in your adult years that have nothing to do with what's happening right now wow. yeah so you know emotions reveal a lot and they tend to reveal a lot about you and oftentimes i'll say unresolved you know unresolved they're pointing towards unresolved issues or traumas mm. or yeah or things that you know i mean i know you know whether it's as women some of us um as much as they say like we are you know we are very emotional yeah, they yeah. like to put that, they didn't put that word, they stuck it to us. Yeah, yeah, we're very emotional um, creatures. Yeah, but I also find that women are not given the opportunity to be with their emotions. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially then when we're working in, you know, uh, an office environment or with other adults, um, you're then, you're like suppressed, you know, because yeah. you can't True. be angry. There's something wrong yeah, if you're yeah. angry. You I know, can't or be if upset you're upset about if you're, something. Yeah, or you're I can't upset. show any emotion. Yeah, yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I often go back to like when, when sometimes you have a straight face at work and somebody comes and says, What's wrong? Well, yeah. I'm staring at my computer, I'm typing away. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. I'm just like I'm not even talking to you. Yeah, this is just my Billy, resting face right Billy, now. Billy, take your ass back to your desk. You know? <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the thing. It's um we're often not allowed to just express these emotions or even deal with them right. with ourselves. And as we grow up and, you know, we're then dealing with all these, you know, different scenarios, it, it's, it keeps suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. And so that's where all the emotional upset starts to bubble up to the surface. Mm, yeah. Kind of like a, um, like a bottle. I mean, something in the bottle, it is, it's, it's tight and you can't get out. It's just yeah. going to burst. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Just like that. And then the more you are actually in tune with them, mm -hmm. your emotions, the more you can actually, like, I don't want to say, it's not checking them. Right. It's you actually notice what's happening with you. You're not in denial about it. Yeah, you're not in denial. You actually have some awareness about it. And so that's where you can then articulate, like, I can't talk about that right, right. now. Just give me a moment. I'm, I'm good. You know? Okay. Yeah. But you grow up, it's a maturity. It's a maturity that, that you know, some people don't realize they have those issues or have those little, those little niches. Mm -hmm. But the people who really care and have a heart really want to do something about it. Not saying that the other people don't have a heart, but it's just that some people are willing to resolve certain issues that they have in mm -hmm. order to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what I felt. I was like, V, you ain't doing nothing but hurting nobody but your damn self. They don't even know you're mad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you were there. You're on fire. Yeah. You're on fire. I bet you won't go tell her how mad you are. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> in, especially when you think of an office environment. And I've seen this in friendships, too, where, you know, it's like you'll be more comfortable telling somebody else how you feel about what just happened than actually going to that person and dealing with that Come person. Come on now, about bring it. it on home. You know? That's true. You know? Like, and this is too, after you've done the work to identify, like, okay, this is my part, mm -hmm. you know? And now there's something that this person said that I want to just clarify that I actually understood their. Or got their communication. Right, right. You know? Because right. I, I do find um, 
that when you have a lack of awareness about yourself, mm. you'll be more and more reactive to what other people say. Now. And you, so you you'll be telling your own business. Yeah, we'll be two people just reacting to each other. You know, wow. especially when we're not aware of, of like what's going on internally mm. about our internal state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might have to open up, crack open the Bible. For yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of power when you tune into your like internal state. Right. You know, and just think about how much of a distraction that really is in your life. And as a woman who is trying to mature, mature and grow and figure out, you know, you're figuring these things out. That's why they keep happening. That's why they keep arising. That's why they keep coming exactly. to coming to pass because you haven't dealt with those yeah. things. Yeah. What? And once you deal with it, free at last, free at last. Exactly. There's there's a saying um, that says what you what you won't be with won't let you be. Yeah. So these, you know, recurring. These recurring situations will happen until you're actually dealing with them or you're able to just be with them. Yeah. Yeah. Accept. And they dissolve. Yeah. Accept. Just accept the stuff. Mm -hmm. Just move on. Mm -hmm. We we talk about relationships. Yeah. I I, I say relationships because, honey, I don't know when I'm going to ever be in one. I don't don't know if that's what God has. Oh, you're talking about romantic relationships. I'm, I'm touching on that because I was trying not to, but just came up out of my mouth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, the reason why I say it because, you know, I don't know if it's when you turn 30, 40, 50. I don't know what happens to the, what's up with the, the dating world? What is, I don't know what's going on. Yes. My, my friend said, you're the cool auntie, but you don't know what's happening. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? going on several dates mm-hmm. I've only managed to go on at least one almost two mm-hmm. and you cannot imagine the water is contaminated honey I, there is no way in God's green earth I want to put myself out there I don't know I'm old fashioned Yes. I see you you see me you want to talk what's up you know like yeah. I don't know what's up with this dating world, especially online dating, because I got catfish. Mm. I had to mess up my whole relationship with the world. Wow. And my feelings is hurt. Now I got to carry a knife. Wow. <laughs> no, but the dating world has changed. And, it has, And yeah. people are not really being themselves, and there's all this monkey fuckery going on, and... Did I say fuckery? You sure did. <laughs> you let me say that. So, okay, I didn't mean to say that, y'all. I'm really, I really don't cuss on Thursdays. Um, Thursdays. So, and it's 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 hard out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The man wants to be with the men, mm-hmm. and the other men are sneaking with the other men, and women's doing whatever they're doing, and mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of hoopla going mm-hmm. on. What do you say when it comes to getting in a relationship nowadays? We in 2020. Yeah. You hear me? Mm-hmm. We in 2020. This is this is yeah. I mean, listen, I'm I'm a woman also in in the dating scene. Well, you know. Well. One of the things that I will say um is you got to know what you want. 
One yeah. of the things that I discovered <laughs> is that, Why are you looking like that? Right? That a lot of people don't know what they want. They don't. Right? And, Not a clue. and I was I was like one of them. I remember maybe like five years ago somebody said, Well, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. Right. And then, you know, I heard myself say that, like, that's not true. Yeah. Or is it? Right. You know? And then I really had to sit down, like, what do I really want? Yeah. What, like, what do I really want, you know? And I think it's important to identify that. Oftentimes, you know, some of us um, go, you know, we go into the dating field. And sometimes, mm-hmm. listen, I, let me say this. You can go in the dating world and dating and, and just date, have fun, right? Use it as a, as a way to just discover who you are, you know, discover your relationships with the opposite sex or with the same sex, if that's, right. you know, how you go. Um you know, it's a, it's again, it's a discovery, right? Right. But once you decide that you want something serious or you want a commitment, uh, or you want to settle down, right? You really want to be clear about what you what you want, and and even when I say that, I I will also advise that you also want to give it some room because there's what you want, yeah. and then there's what that other person wants, and then there's what you want for your relationship. <laughs> Well, right together. So, um, yeah, the dating the dating plane is 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 difficult these days, especially too when you think of online dating. I find that a lot of us are not connecting on a one on one basis, face to face. Oh, there's a lot of texting going on. I, I I definitely would advise that like texting is not a real mode of communication. At all. Like I have I have friends who will tell me, oh, he said this, he said this, and I felt this, and he meant this, and I'm like, did you have a conversation with him? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I no. They'll say yes, I did. I said okay. So now I have to ask specific question. How did this conversation happen? Oh, he was texting me. I said, okay, got yeah. it. Like, it's not even real. No, it's not real. This is why I say about texting. When you get a text message on the phone and you look at your phone, mm-hmm. right, you literally see letters that form sentences on a screen. Right. Who adds the emotion? Nobody. The one reading. That's it. Right? The one right. reading is right. adding the emotions and the meaning. and But when you're having a face-to-face conversation like this, you, you can actually, like, See feel them. the person. Mm-hmm. You can, whether it's seeing their facial expression and you could question certain things. Right. You know, like, oh, I just said that and I noticed this. What's going on with right. that? And I find that, I find that, I, I, I dare say this. That we're probably afraid of creating intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody is like walking around guarded. Very, you know, and and you know, some of us haven't dealt like with past relationships, right? You know, like really like deal with that mm-hmm. and make sure that has is complete, has been put to rest before really. you enter into a whole new relationships or even being able to identify like. What I like, what I don't like, you know, yeah. things that I value. Again, right. that value system, you know, do we have equal value systems? Mm. Are we going to figure this out like five years down the line after we've lived together and, you know? But I find that, you know, some of us are not having like the real conversations with each other. That if you're talking about just like, you know, first like two, three months of dating, mm-hmm. it just, it's an exploratory phase. 
just have wow. fun and make yeah. sure you know what you what you're looking for. Right. And you know? make sure you all the cards are on the table. Yeah, and yeah. Something, something of the sort, you know, because yeah. people, you know, like my mom says, everybody got a motive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Put your cards on the table. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. actually, I, 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 I don't, well, see, I was about to say I miss these days, but I'm single. <laughs> so it probably haven't happened. But, you know, where you can actually say, this is what I'm looking for. Right. What are you looking for? Right. You know, and then I find that if we, if we were actually being really honest and straight with ourselves and like really like truthful. Mm. We could know early on, no, we're, we're actually not a match. Yeah. And you can walk away amicably or good. become friends. I'm good. You know, and you don't have to go into the whole, like, you don't mm-hmm. actually have to be involved. Right, to be you involved. Know? Yeah, to be involved. Right. You just be great friends, you mm-hmm. know, once you've put all the cards out on the table. And you can say, like, wow, you know, you're a really nice guy, but you're not actually what I'm looking for. Yeah. But I, I like like your vibe so i'm willing to get to know you that way but just not like intimately yeah. you know that's a hard pill to swallow that's a hard pill to I've swallow and i and i don't think we give each other we give ourselves the opportunity to even explore that because sometimes we want the wrong things we can sit here and say we want this and want that and you know be in this wanting state but then when it actually comes is that what you really want that's the thing that's that's you know i think the what do you want question is I mean, it can really get deep, right? Yeah, because yeah. oftentimes we'll say we want this, he needs to be this, and we'll talk about the job, the height, the right. looks, the you know fit of the body, how much he needs to have in the bank account, and then we <laughs> rarely talk about well, how do you, how do I want to feel yeah, when I'm in this relationship? Yeah. How do I want to experience myself? I want to feel secure, if you know. I wanna, you know, does he need to bring me flowers every Friday? You know, what is? Yeah, and then there's this other part too. You cannot expect another individual to provide you happiness. Yeah, you got to have that yourself. Right? You have to nurture that within yourself, right. right? This is the whole conversation about, like, being whole when you come to a relationship. It's not for another person to complete you. No. There's a misconception there, right, with, like, the whole Jerry Maguire, you complete me. Right. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a huge responsibility. That's a huge responsibility to give another individual who's probably also trying to sort themselves out. Wow. You know? And we missed some... And it's funny because, you know, here in New York, you can see all the people who are visible together. (laughs) Well, you know, you're pointing towards something really great there, right? It's like, why do you want the relationship? A lot of us also want to mask our loneliness. And that's where that you know that's where it starts to get icky because yeah. you know because you want to fulfill a, a lustful need a lustful need Ooh. you know Valencia. shame on you girl mm-hmm. or or just like I don't want to be alone yeah you know it's it's winter right I want to have cold. a warm body it's there cold. you know yeah. or we live in New York I want to share my bills with somebody and we're not straight about that you know. <gasps> Wow. Yeah, you know, there's there's that too. There's, there's a whole bunch of things. Just step all on it. Yeah. Go on it. Well, it's so I, you know, when I have conversations with women, um, you know, especially when it comes to like coaching and coaching their mother business, like if you actually hit this target financially, right. what would be possible? And that's where you start to hear like, well, I'd leave the relationship I'm in. Right. You know, because I'd be able to take care of myself. Right. Oh, okay. 
That's telling. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Things like that. That's where you really know, like, where people settle and compromise in their lives, you know? Mm. I, you know, uh, compromising is an interesting word. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in that. Okay. Or, or, or do we, like, do we define compromise as settling for? Right. I don't believe anyone should settle. Hell no. You know? Because you, you got the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have had the cream of the crop. Exactly. I think you should, you know, it, it goes back to, like, really knowing what you really want and communicating that to the person. And then yeah. seeing, like, am I able, are we able to provide that for each mm-hmm. other? You know? I think it's important to identify, like, your deal breakers. Yeah. You know? Like, what will have us call this relationship, like, quits? Yes. No questions asked. Yeah, at the Put it on the table. Put it on the table. See, if this happens, I'm out. It's, I'm gone. You know? Like. Dang. You know, and it's funny because we, you know, we get into these relationships and we just be, and the sex be good. That's what the problem, that's what the damn problem is. That sex be good. Girls, men, the sex be so good. Yeah. You, you forget every damn thing. You're yeah. like, I don't even care. Yeah. And that's. That can get you jacked up. Mm-hmm. That's a sexist good. Mm-hmm. He can come in, creep in, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's all good, but then you, your life is all jacked the hell up. Yeah. Yeah. But why? That'll fix everything. Yeah. Sex will fix everything. Yeah. yeah it sure will. <laughs> we think. We think. <laughs> then you run around here crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we, we end up running around just unfulfilled. Ooh, and that and that's avoid. yeah unfulfilled and that's that's what ends up erupting into these little fights and arguments mm. if you like really look deeper it's just a sense of unfulfillment and then mm. you know we then we go at each other right you know instead of dealing with that okay you know? that, and it's funny because you know here i was <laughs> never telling myself <laughs> here i was thinking okay i'm gonna go out I'm finna, I'm finna find me somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's cold. I'm in New York. I'm alright. Mm-hmm. What? What's going on? And I was really, really, really searching. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, V? You probably can pick a food, but if you wait, if you just learn how to wait, mm. you don't know what God got in store. And here you is, digging through these... Uh, what kind of fish I want to call them? Tilapia. Not girl, no. It's, it's worse than that. <laughs> I just, you know, I save myself some agony. Yeah. Because I'm trying to look mm-hmm. for something to fill a void. Mm. Not knowing what's going to come along with that. Mm, mm. And we be bringing other spirits and stuff into our... Mm-hmm. And we wonder why we be jacked up. Can't get along with nobody. Mm-hmm. Mad, cussing, acting fool. I was just in the store. Yeah. And I'm, the girl is on the phone. She arguing with another chick about her man because he ain't got no job. Mm. Cussing, acting a fool. And I'm like, you just solved your own problem. <laughs> you just you just said he had no job. What you still cussing and fussing for? You can, you can fix that. Yeah, but you mad? I was like, oh Lord, I'm gonna get out of her business. But we 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 
discuss relationships when it comes to, um, you know, dating and, you know, of the sort. What about when it comes to marriage? What about you? That? Do you have clients who need a lot of help in that area? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're um, well, you know, when it comes to marriage, and mind you, I'm not married, but I do know that the fundamental basis of all relationship is to have a great communication. Oh, absolutely. Right? So if you are in such, and, and I, I, like, I love marriage. You know, I think it's, it's, it's a great, like, playing ground right. for where you can really cultivate and nurture your relationship with another human being who's committed to you and who's oh, committed to building and growing with you. Right. Um, and I can speak from the examples of great marriages that I've seen in my life, and I can speak towards the ones that I that I'm like, okay, this is not. I I wouldn't want that. I don't want that for you. No. You know. Um, <laughs> and so. You know, I think we have a certain idea of what marriage should be like, mm-hmm. and it also, again, it goes back to like, did how did how do we how well do we know each other, mm. right? And um, and giving the relationship, and this like every relationship has its phase, right? right? And so now when you're married, one of the things that I'm learning as I as I get older is the different transitions. Like, if you, as an individual, like me, Alain, as an individual woman, living here in the city, have my own seasonal transitions, right? right? Whether they be emotional, spiritual, um, like Mm job-related, professional, imagine that happening also in, like, a nucleus of a marriage. That happens in the marriage. Right. How are we communicating with one another? How, are are we, you know, are we sharing those like our different phases? Are we right. sharing our? I don't want to say issues. I don't really like that word. But th- when things come up for us, are do we have the safe space to share with our partner? Mm. You know, are we taking time to nurture our relationship? Oh, absolutely. We, right. And we, but we don't. Often, yeah. Oftentimes, people don't. You know, oftentimes people don't. They just go from. Um, um, problem to problem, yeah. issue to issue, work. You know, it could be work issues, and you come into your, you know, your, you come home, yeah, you bring and it then home. you're bringing it home as well. Um, and it's also like really, def- you know, finding out what our needs are. Right. You know, I imagine with your partner, you wouldn't want to talk about work, but how much of it do we talk about? Yeah, you can't just pull the whole evening with. Word yeah, what happened, and you know, because you bring it, you still bring it home. Yeah, yeah. Do do we have time to whether it's on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? Hopefully, not a yearly basis. Do we set time to be with each other? Like actually sit down, look at your wife, look at your partner. You know, how do we like different rituals? I mean, I'm also sharing from like, you know, as I get older, when I've established rituals with myself. Right. I now know, okay, I'm going to need this when I'm in a relationship. Right. You know, like um, once a year I go on a 10-day silent retreat, right? Because that really allows me to <laughs> recenter myself. Amen. You know, so when I'm, when I'm in a relationship, I will need that. Yeah. You know? Um, That's good. Yeah. Will my partner be willing to come with me? Right. If he's not... 
you know, will he be okay with me doing that? Right. You know? That's important. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, when there's another individual there, it might not always be a 10-day. It could be a three-day. Mm-hmm. You know? It could be a long weekend. But right. these are different things where I've come to realize what my needs are. So when it comes to people now who are in marriages, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... I can use, um, there's a friend of mine who was recently dealing with, you know, a breakdown in her marriage. And what was clear to me was these two individuals loved each other, but were not communicating with each other. Mm. And, and they were reacting towards each other. And then, you know, sadly, like their relationship disintegrated. Right. You know, there's, there's also like um, fundamental foundation of like mm. having integrity with yourself right with and, and like form your relationship as well Absolutely. and defining you know what those like we never talk about like rules right in right. relationship but like really what are the ground rules oh absolutely we, we don't we don't want to discuss them because we're, we're looking at everything else like i said sometimes the focus is not on the actual person it could be on other things that we thought we really loved about that person or you know things are kind of shifting in a different in a different way mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. you know because you know like i said earlier you know we talk about motives and different things of that such you know sometimes people get married with the wrong intentions and the person change or they switch up on them or they you know may lose their job and everything's trans transcend within that relationship and I think sometimes married, you know, when it comes to married people, if you you got somebody in the ring willing to fight, fight. That's 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 it. Just fight for mm-hmm. it. But when two, when you got one person going, they they, they didn't went that way. I always say let them go. Because mm-hmm. if they were meant to be there, they would be there. But mm-hmm. that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it comes to certain marriages, you know, I have a girlfriend. Um, was married, had a baby. The guy left. Mm. He left to go live with another lady. Mm. While she's pregnant, not there with her. Like you have unfinished business for real, for real over yeah, here. Like, yeah. Yes. And now you over here with someone else. And I, you know, as I listened to her, I realized I said, you know what? That's got to be the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine. Yeah. And. You know, she's telling me the story and different things of the sort. You know, and I was, and I want to ask, what part did you play in this? That that's such a crucial question Ooh, that people want. You know, they want to skim over that. And he did this, and he did that, and then what? I always bring it back. Okay, great. Where are you responsible? Where, in what this? part did you play in this? Yeah. Because I'm listening, I'm hearing you, but I have yet to hear what you have done because for some reason it didn't just get like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This been like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. like that was like a PhD right there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's like right. That's you knew. That's key. That's key. Some of the things that we, I mean, I learned this in my last relationship. Some of the things that I thought, oh well, you know, let me turn a blind eye towards this. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that ended up that being the, the yeah the, the deal. deal. Yeah, <laughs> that ended up being the deal. So let me, let me turn my okay. <laughs> So after a while, it'll pivot all the way around. It's going to sit again. Yeah, yeah. What you won't be with won't let you be. What you choose to ignore will sure around, come come back around. You know? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where, you know, 
it's like we gotta really you know you gotta know yourself know thyself to thy own self be true, true. right well. and 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 really like check your integrity you yeah. know some people um lose sight of that when when well, first of all, they lose sight of it with themselves, and then they lose sight of it when they're in a relationship. Right. Right? And then wonder why then they're starting to deal with all these different breakdowns that happen. Ooh. Right? And then there's, I find that, you know, there, there are ways to communicate with one another, too. Right. You know, sometimes when we get upset, conversation can go left. Real left. But it's, you know, we got to learn how to um, communicate fairly mm -mm. see when you're from the hood you don't communicate fairly at all my my ex-husband was everything but a child of god and mm -hmm. i didn't care where he went and how he got there i called him everything from up the street i'm telling you and i ain't saying get over like hood or anything like that yeah. just it's just that you just got this this roar in you and then you know and people are just aggravating the hell yeah. out of you you just you getting all that stuff out but yeah yeah i you know but I'm a lady now. <laughs> I don't plan on talking like that anymore. I um, I'm excited because yeah. I want to know because you have such a beautiful story. It's just it's it's this puzzle, mm. and it's still pieces mm -hmm. for the puzzle still emerging. Oh yeah, going forth and doing all these beautiful things to not only empower thyself. Mm-hmm. But the others around you, not only are you this beam of light, mm. but your soul is it's so beautiful. I knew, I knew when I connected with you, it was going to be nice. <laughs> I knew it. Thank um, you. Ditto. Thank you. Oh, I feel so special now. We're going to have ice cream one day. Uh. Um, what's new? What's what's new with, with you now? Yeah? Hmm. Well... Right now, it's all about, and I hate to say this this way, but I'm really looking yeah. to have, like I was going to say, it's it's all about like my business. Okay. Right? And what I mean by that, you know, for me, my business is an expression for okay. me. Right? You talk about empowerment. Like, that is an expression okay. for me. I love empowering other women mm -hmm. men too you know they need help yeah yeah <laughs> they all need help i love you know i i love people being able to express what like what they really care about mm -hmm. um and being unafraid to share that with the world and mm -hmm. like being truthful with themselves that Absolutely. hey you know what i actually don't like numbers i like music Right. You know, and, and seeing how I can support them in reaching that goal. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really about, like, tapping into this creativity, you know, and I call, like, coaching for me, it's it's a creative outlet, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like, some people cook. I cook, too, but, like, you know, really allowing, you know, holding space for other people, that's a creative outlet for me. I love it. So that's what's new, you know, um, putting together different programs um, to serve like my clients, um, trying, you know, these new platforms, whether it's podcasting, you know, soon YouTubing, yes. you know, any, any way to connect with the world, okay. right? We're talking about that, that special word connection, but creating connection. 
you know, and creating like a culture of meaningful relationships. Absolutely. That's that's like what's new. That's okay. that's the thing that has like my attention and my priority okay. right now. Okay. And um, you know, we're all to talk about relationships, so that's another aspect that's new too. Like, okay. you know, I want to be in a relationship. So part of, you know, cultivating you know, even when I'm looking at like clients and my own self-expression, it's, mm-hmm. I never know where you know this this guy is gonna show up. He's, you know, I know he's out there in the world. I know he's he is. looking for me as much as I'm looking for him too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. One of these good old days. Mm-hmm. Maybe soon, be, soon come. I know, right? You just never know what might happen. Yeah. I'm just not gonna push the envelope anymore. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave well alone. I'm gonna let well be because I think Jesus is trying to teach me a lesson. He's like, okay, go ahead, and go on out there. Go ahead, and go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't gonna do it no more. But <laughs> I am so thankful you came. Mm. You came again. Yeah. Because the first time was amazing, but this was just more. A little bit more sweeter. Yeah. Um, I am so thankful I got a chance to get to know you from a child into this yeah. beautiful woman that you are now. Yeah. And I am I'm hoping that we can do more podcasting. Definitely. Like, you know, just yeah. you know, working on different things. I know you're working on some things. I'm still living out here in this world, doing <laughs> doing whatever I do as virtuous diva. And Hopefully we can get back together and connect on some I would different love topics that. or subjects of the, you know, uh, by all means. I am not going to jack up your name because it's what I do all the time. What? No, let people know where they can find you. Where you can find me. Well, you can find me on my website, okay. um, which is uh, Eclos Experience. That's mm. E-C-L-O-S Experience.com. I thought about that and I thought about, I was like, what does this mean? And mm. it means blossom. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad that you, yeah. And close, <laughs> um, I, I kept on thinking about like butterflies, right? Yeah. That period where butterflies in its cocoon, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, what is, what do you call that? Yeah. I never knew. And then I looked it up and it was eclosion. And so, yeah, Eclos just was natural. I'm like, yeah, this is the period of transformation, you know, before you just fly out in the world. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can find me at, on my website or, you know, just, hey, shoot me a text. Give me a call. You know, my number is 646-320-1777. That mean the men too? That mean the men too. They get to reach out. They get to reach out, yeah. She say call her. Call me. But if your name is Tyrone. Okay. No, don't call her. (laughs) But anyways, this is such a beautiful meet and greet with Miss Elaine. 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 I'm going to get it right. I'm I'm so sorry to just be jacking it up. Elaine. Sanusi. Sanusi. Thank you so much. I'm just going to call her H.S. The next time you okay. guys come on, because I'm just, this I get it. I'm gonna get it, you know. But thank you so much for thank coming for again. I really appreciate. I love your energy and Aww, your company. Ditto, and ditto. hopefully we'll have some food next time. Yeah. We're gonna be starving and not stomach over here. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to Virtuous Diva and Company. You guys be easy, be blessed. Peace out.